listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. On Sunday, October 6th, Bishop Jeff Woodcroft of the Diocese of Rupert's Land joined us for a celebration of adult baptism and confirmation. What follows here are his reflections on the evening as well as some remarks on a very difficult gospel text with which he was faced, Luke 17, 5 to 10. Strap in. (laughs) Those are two very, very difficult readings. The first from 2 Timothy. In particular, because I think Timothy is doing something that uh, I myself have been a coward to do for most of my ministry. There's a beautiful pause in the opening line that was read to us, and it's hard to pick up because we who hear don't see the dash marks on one side of it and on the other. But every time I pray for you, dash, as my ancestors did, and with a clear conscience, and dash, as I remember you in my prayers. That really caught me off guard, because what happened next to me was I filtered through the rest of the reading, and I found this, a line that says, God didn't give me a a spirit of cowardice. I must have invented that one on my own. I must have picked that one up from something in life. So what is it that God did give me? And that's what we're here tonight to celebrate and to also go the other nine yards to affirm and care so very deeply in five individuals. I think it's a really important piece of Scripture, this, when I remember you, I remember you because I believe that this is how God has deeply communicated to human beings since the advent of time or the advent of humanity. And so with that, I wish to explore a gospel passage which I really don't want to explore but feel utterly obligated to do so. And I need everyone here to think and Imagine and picture what came before this passage. Oh, Lord, increase our faith. What a beautiful sentiment. What a beautiful request of God, of Jesus. Increase our faith. That's what's going to make life a whole lot better. Just a little more faith. And the response of the mustard seed and and, and then the slave stuff. But we'll get there in a second. But it really starts with the passages that came before. As Jesus speaks to his disciples, he says, If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these, it would be better than a millstone be hung around your neck and you be cast into a lake. For you shouldn't do that. And if one of you sins, the other needs to forgive. And if your brother sins against you seven times, 
You have to forgive seven times. And then the disciples say, increase our faith. And I'm scared by that because, at least in our election, we're not going to make that connection because the passage just doesn't appear in our reading, does it? I think the disciples are looking for an easy answer. And Jesus goes and gives them a very difficult answer. Well, you know, when a a master calls the slave in from the field, he doesn't say, oh, come on up and take my seat. No, no, you take care of the the TV changer. Don't worry about that. I'm fine. Just sit back. Can I get you something? Would you like a beverage? Jesus speaks to the disciples as if they know that this is how you treat a slave. No. You get your slave to come in from the field and you say to your slave, you fix me dinner right now. You do your job right now. You owe me. And then Jesus says, Something that makes me want to believe that he's saying our obligation to God is to just go and be slaves. As as if that's the expectation. Slaves aren't responsible for forgiving. Slaves aren't responsible for reconciliation. Slaves are responsible to their master. Today, each of us in this room, as we equip these five persons in discipleship, you and I, albeit me asking the question, but it is addressed to me as well, you who witness these vows, will you do all in your power to support and nurture these people in their life in Christ? We respond with a resounding, we will. Do we understand what all in our power means? I myself have performed baptisms and a month later forgot the name of the child I baptized. I have done that. And I need to be honest about the mistakes I have made. I have not been courageous all the way through. But tonight, I'm asking you to do that. And as I ask you, that means I must do that with you. These are not slaves. These are the children of God. These are people from their very beginnings equipped with such giftedness and beauty. And all we have to do is say, yeah, we're going to do everything because God needs you in this world. Together we do this stuff. Together we are one body. For in this moment tonight, we celebrate who we are in our identity as the body of Christ. And there's just nothing better. Because our hearts link with one another. Our giftedness complements one another. And some of our dreams and our hopes are realized this very night. I'm honored to stand before you this day. And I'm especially honored to be with those five individuals who actually 
probably show off more beauty of Winnipeg and the towns that they've come from than you could ever imagine, more than you could ask or imagine. Be blessed. Amen. You've been listening to a St. Benedict's Table podcast. For more information on our church or to provide support for our online work, visit us at stbenedictstable.ca.